2: We now present Manny Hill's Four Deep Thoughts on the Ride with Royce. Uh, And Manny Hill got an extra day this weekend to come up with his deep thoughts. Uh, Three-day Memorial Day weekend. Uh, This is the first ever Manny Hill Four Deep Thoughts on a
3: Tuesday. Right. I'm looking forward to these. And I do have to admit to you, Pat, that even though it was Four Deep Thoughts over the weekend... Most of the thoughts were from everything that happened yesterday. Okay, that's so, good. Uh, we, 40 we'll, uh, thoughts
1: from Monday. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, from Memorial Day. From <laughs> Memorial Day, yes. All right, here is thought number one.
4: Off the stick of Smith-Pelly. Couldn't get it by Theodore. Theodore moving on with it now. Through one around
3: that was uh, Tomas Nosek getting the game-winning goal for the Golden Knights in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final last night. This is going right, to be a good came series. right yes. after
2: Ryan Reeves cheated and cross-checked the guy <laughs> yeah. and then scored the tying goal, right? 4-4? Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. But uh, this is going to be a good series. I think this is, uh, has the potential to go seven games. Oh,
2: yes. I, I think so. But uh, Las Vegas, now I watch quite a bit of it, even though I didn't admit that on Twitter. But uh, <laughs> it, they are fast, and yes. they... Are they jump on you and they are extremely aggressive? And as I said earlier, someone finally gave me a theory. They got deep depth. Mm-hmm. You know they yeah. they well they, that was they got this... a lot of players. So they when they sent out their fourth line, they sending out actual players who can
1: do stuff. And Winnipeg was kind of built that same way too, because they were a really deep team, but they weren't nearly not as, as not, not not as, really as not as fast skilled. as yeah, this yeah, team is. Vegas.
2: Uh, they got some juice, I'll tell you that and uh now uh, I did suggest on Twitter that uh that the refs had been paid off uh in Vegas, perhaps even by guys who own brothels but uh <laughs> and it is amazing how uh people look at that and then they start commenting as to yes, the referees were crooked in this game, so anyway. <laughs> But it was an entertaining
1: game. And by the way, NBC are also hoping it's a seven game with four yes. games in Las Vegas. Yes, for sure. All Did right. they do any ratings? I don't know. Well, I'm, but I haven't it, seen anything yet. I should look that up because I know somebody, I saw a note on Twitter about this must be the most viewed pregame because of all the theatrics oh, sure, yeah, involved yeah, that, before that, the that
3: game starts. And considering who was going up against Game 7 in the Western Conference right. Finals too, you kind of wonder right. how, the, how the ratings matched up there too. All right, thought number two.
1: Might be some wetness on the court. Players are slipping. James drives, layup. Count it, and one. Got hit in the head, and a chance to get the Cavs their first lead of the night. Tipped and taken by James. Here comes James in the open floor. James, grabbed from behind. Count it! Goal 10, and one!
3: This guy is... I mean, I know some people who want to hate him and don't like him are probably tired of hearing it, but this guy is just off the charts. How he continues to do this, and drag this collection <laughs> of players to the NBA Finals is beyond me. It's just, it's it's unbelievable. But they
2: are, in my opinion, just as talented as the Celtics remnant that we're seeing. Don't you believe that?
1: Uh, yeah. Because although, LeBron covers up for so much of the right, same. Is that I, what I you're think, trying to say?
3: I think LeBron covers up a lot of the flaws that the Cavs have they've got defensive issues, they've got depth issues, they've got rebounding issues with Kevin Love being out, and that the, was
2: one of the worst shooting displays in the history of basketball, yeah, that, between those two teams. Yeah, uh, in fact, did you bad. see the uh, photo of uh, the, the Super 70 Sports, which is a great oh, Twitter God, account, yeah, yeah. send out a picture of James Nadesmith, the founder of basketball, holding a peach basket and his wife dressed like a matron from the 1890s, <laughs> throwing a ball at that, and said something. I said, are we sure that wasn't Terry Rozier? Uh... <laughs> oh, God, <he's laughs> bad.
3: he was bad. Well, and Brown was, was bad, too. Yeah. The other the other ground. Ground. Rozier was, bad.
2: was 0 for 12 on yeah. threes, or yeah. 0 for 10, over for 12, was... and Brown was... Uh...
1: But the highlight you heard, the play he made, were were. Uh uh Morris was dragging him to the ground. Yeah. He laid it up. It was goaltended and it still that yeah, was one Warford of the most came impressive over plays. Yeah.
3: I've ever seen in a basketball he's, court. He's just—he's a freight train man. just The way he goes all I the just, way to the rim.
1: I don't understand the anti-LeBron
3: crowd. I really don't. I don't. The, get the, I, it, it was easy to understand seven or eight years ago, but you could probably the, the people now. That. The people now who hate him, you're, there's nothing he can do. He could win the next seven yeah. titles, and they're still going yeah. well, to find. Well, they're going to have fun because you know.
2: they're, they're, they have no chance to beat Golden State unless right. Steph Curry. Twist an ankle or something.
3: All right. Thought number three was pretty funny, and Reavers, you'll appreciate this because it's your guy, Matt Thomas. Yes, doing the introductions for the Golden State Warriors okay. last night before Game Seven, and uh, oh, Matt was very, very enthused.
4: The center six seven for Michigan State, number
3: twenty three, Draymond Green. <laughs> Six seven from Washington
1: State, number eleven, Clay Thompson. The other guard is six three from
4: Davidson, number thirty, Stephen Curry. Head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr.
2: Now I didn't. Why do did they have the radio play-by-play guy well, do the he does, I
3: think I think Matt does. He the does PA the road announcing for the Yeah, he does yeah. play-by-play for the road games. Why, they, the they got they got a, a home Wiley home old game. veteran who does home games. Or I something. don't know how, exactly how it works, okay. but I know I know Matt. Does That's the, great. It, does is a, the it is it is a good, good games, stick. Yeah. <laughs> like you're bored of
2: a That that is. A and they had
3: go to the Warriors. Steve Kerr. Yeah. So you
2: know, I never I watched that game, and when Houston was in good shape there at halftime, and he just. You just knew they couldn't win the game. They were it's a, shame. Priority, right it's of a shame Chris Paul got Harden. hurt. Yeah. And Yeah, Harden is just... Uh, everybody giving Harden a hard time for being indifferent in the second half. I don't think he had any gas left. Do yeah.
3: you? Would they have beat the Warriors if, if Chris Paul hadn't gotten hurt? I think they would have had a much better chance. It would have been damn good. would have been damn good. would have had a much better chance. Mm-hmm. All right, thought number four. He gets Torres, swinging a miss. But what a job by Justin today in this 4-1 lead. It was impressive stuff. They needed him to extend himself, and they did. Good work by Justin Verlander. He's going to be a a welcome man in that Astros dugout.
1: Verlander on his way out. (laughs) Astros fans here in the Bronx give him a
3: cheer. At as the Astros lead 4-1. So there's like 10 There's like ten Astros fans in the crowd, and they yeah. show them, and they're cheering and giving yeah. them a standing ovation. The rest of the Yankee fans they're are just booing, booing him, up. And Verlander just coolly walks back to the dugout. And then didn't he waves the hat, <laughs> gave him the big you know, waved hat. He is great, man. He's, he's fantastic.
2: That was a fantastic selection as your fourth deep thought, because Justin Verlander was the runner-up. For Sports Person of the, of the Day. day. Okay. That was our... How the hell did that, he get beat out? Well,
1: we, <laughs> we, we, All we, things considered. We, we have another
2: one. We have another one. But man, alive. What a career revitalization this has it been. It is. It's, he's now a Hall of Famer. It's, uh, it's yeah. happening. Yeah, there's but no doubt about do it.
1: Do you think it's purely because he went from a situation where the Tigers were just going downhill to joining a contender? I
2: think he did some things. I think he I did some Things with on the way he went about pitching because he's the guy like he was
1: in 06. Yeah, he's uh, his he's fastball
2: still in the upper 90s. I mean, this is this is truly remarkable. Breaking ball still really good. It's funny about that team is they're not you know, Altuve's hot again now, but uh, they're not hitting like they were last year, but they're, they're pitching it. They're gonna, I think, they're gonna repeat once they start hitting because they're pitching and starting well, pitching is
1: Cole bad, bad, bad. is now I know one ahead of Scherzer in strikeouts in, yeah, in major leagues yeah, he's terrific
2: alright those there they were Manny Hills four deep thoughts from a long weekend Harden
0: behind the screen and Gordon for three Gordon for three Parker shoots it Gordon is open for three.
2: Playoff. Ariza is the playoff. Green fire. Three it by the left. Ariza cannot find the way. Gordon for three. Ariza again is off. Here's Johnson for three. With this 23-3. Pops it out to Gordon for
0: three. Ariza for three cannot. Find the range. Is there a point reason where you stop
2: shooting? Gordon, not a step back three. 20, 27 in a row, right? They yep. missed 27, 27 threes 27 in, in, a row, in a row, and they missed twenty-nine out of thirty in one stretch. Twenty-nine out of thirty, yep. Uh, Trevor Ariza, who, of course, uh, when the uh, Timberwolves thought after they won a game uh, that they could maybe even up the series. He was the guy that came out and made shots yeah, in that true. game four, right? Yep, he
1: was. Is that the and, game where they only they held him to fifty in the third quarter?
2: Yeah, they yeah, yeah they, they
3: held him to fifty in the did. third quarter. They yeah. did. They were that was a
2: hell of a first <laughs> half. And it was yeah. not a good third quarter. But Ariza went over twelve last night. Yep. Uh, not all threes, but but
3: he went over twelve. I think he was over for nine from and, three. And
2: uh the night before, as I said, Terry Rozier was uh 0 for ten on threes and uh and Jalen Brown was, what the hell was he? I don't even know what he was. Uh, what was Brown? He was, he made three out of 12, three out of 14. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, gentlemen, I'm anti three. I don't like what it's done to the game, okay? Because the whole thing was it's going to open up the game and it it hasn't really done that. But it's changed the game to where there's no, majesty about basketball anymore. There's no feeding the post. There's no, uh, you know, it's it's just a bunch of guys throwing up threes. And on Sunday and Monday, the Cavs, the Celtics, and the Rockets took 118 threes and made 23. That's unbelievable. 23 out of 118. Now, you could see the Cavs and the Celtics were like, they didn't really want to take them, but they didn't know what the hell else to do. And Houston was the same way last well, night in the, the second the, half. They,
3: the problem, they just the pro- chucked it. Well, and the problem with the Rockets that the Rockets were getting good looks last night. They but just they, couldn't.
2: Didn't you think they were rushing were some, them
3: a half a second? There were some they, that they forced. There, and was, there were some they were where rushing Harden, them a Harden, half Harden was, a second. Harden threw out, threw up a couple because he was trying to get fouled, and they didn't mm. call it everything. But PJ Tucker, Trevor Ariza they you know eric gordon a few times they got looks where they were open and they just but did not hit not there them.
2: is no way that it doesn't build on you that god we haven't when was the last time we made a three you mm-hmm. know and now you're taking that three there was a couple ish there were in the last five six minutes they had that one little comeback that they got within yep. five or something And they made a, they, uh, and you could just see that they said, I'm going to shoot this one, but I know damn well I'm not
1: going to make it. But isn't that the old adage always? If a, if a shooter goes into a slump, what's the recipe? Keep
3: shooting. Well, yeah. Yeah. But 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 last, last night that,
2: uh, they were,
3: they were seven out of 44. Seven out of 44 after starting out six of 14. Mm -hmm. They were one for their last 30. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I loved it. I love it. When it doesn't work, because I think it's ruined the game.
3: But here's the Just problem. The, here's the counterpoint to that, though. Pat, Golden State went sixteen of thirty-nine. Sure, they last did. Night yes, they three. did. And so every, every it, shot
2: they took, they wanted to take. Didn't you think? I mean, Clay Thompson never took one like. Boy, I got to throw this one there. Sure. And part of it too time. is that
3: you've got two of. Well, you've number one, you've got the greatest shooter ever. Yeah. In Steph, and then you've got another like guy who's probably going to be one of the greatest shooters ever, too, in Klay Thompson. And Durant is also a terrific three-point shooter. So they have have the horses to do it. I think what the Rockets missed last night was if you're going through that funk of missing seven, eight, nine threes in a row, if you've got a guy that can get to the middle of the lane and hit some mid-range shots for you and set guys up for better shots, I don't know, some guy named Chris Paul... That might help you too, and they didn't have that last night. So there was no, they didn't have anybody. The Warriors collapsed the lane, so they took all the driving lanes away from the from the Rockets. And when Harden you just let or them, throw or somebody, them yeah, when Harden or Gordon or somebody tried to drive to the lane, there was they just ran into trees. And when you watch both of those
1: games too, at least the the, the thought that came to my mind is, you know, we hear Tibbs talk about grit and you know toughness and mm-hmm. and it's. I think it's the exact opposite right now with how far away the wolves are from the rest of the elite teams that are in the NBA. It it, it is a little bit about grit and toughness, somebody but it's goes, so makes, much more
2: about Somebody goes make 744 7 for 44 against me though. I'm going to beat them. I'm going to yes. beat us. Now they you know they, you know, sand, uh, Golden State's better defensively than the Wolves. But what yeah. I'm saying is, I, I don't buy it. it. I, after watching these last two games, I think they're closer than they've ever been. Because I don't know if just flinging threes is, uh, you know, Golden State. Can
1: but you do were it. watching I, the conference finals at the same time,
3: right? And and it's not. Yes. like It's and the other thing too, Pat. It's it's not like the Warrior or excuse me, the Rockets went seven for forty four. Twenty-five times this year. No. I mean, for the most part, they were. I, think, I am saying, percentage-wise, they am were in the middle of the pack, has but they taken shot a lot of them.
2: All the variety out of basketball.
1: Oh,
2: oh, I'm, I'm not like disagreeing variety. with that at all. I'm I not. has yeah. taken all the variety. The game is much less watchable than it was before we got to this. It's like baseball having the same problem. Baseball was much more watchable when it wasn't. What what do they call them? The definitive results. Walk, strike out, or home runs. I agree That's with that. Baseball was these are home runs, except they're twenty five of them a game instead of three. It's it is yeah. To me, it's it was supposed to unclutter the game, beautify the game, put the shot back in the game. It hasn't done that. It's more much well, more unwatchable.
3: And and the, and the beautifying of the game is <clears throat> people are kind of overblowing that because Golden State is. Really, the only team in the league that really plays "quote unquote" beautiful basketball because boom, they've boom, got boom, four all stars yeah. and three, you know, yes. three Hall of Famers in their starting lineup, so they're able to do that. And everybody else is trying to catch them, and they're trying to throw up a lot of threes because when you go up against them, that's what they're going to do, and they're going to hit a lot. And the only chance you have of beating them is if you try and match them three for three. Because if you're if you're just a mid-range two-point shooting team, you're not going to be able to compete. You're not going to be able to beat Golden State. You're just not going to be able to beat them because they're going to drain. Steph and Clay and KD are going to drain threes all over the and place. And I agree. With,
1: keep up. I agree with your thought on the three pet, but the counterpoint to that, for me anyway, is why LeBron is must-watch in the postseason because he will beat. You. He won't just sit there yes. and take jump shots, right? He but now
2: you. they got the same problem everybody else has. Because Golden State's going to make 15 threes and they're going to make seven. Great. Right. Yep. But now Cleveland will shoot now. Now, I'd have a love hurts them. But uh, I don't know. I just don't enjoy watching the game when it's all the same. Throw it out, you know, have some guy throw it up. They don't, there's no play development going on to here's,
3: me. Here's the other thing, too, with the Rockets Ryan Anderson, man. Like they brought him in and paid him. He's making $20 million a year and he's supposed to be a stretch four, three-point shooting, you know, power forward. But he's such and a liability. He he, he, he can make he, shots yes. against our boys, though. Yes, yeah. he could. Well, beat he beat him that one game this year. <laughs> the Warriors completely neutralized him in this series to the point where D'Antoni couldn't even play him, and he tried to play him last night because he just he, he didn't he have something ball. Yeah. And he got nothing out of him. And you're, they're paying him $20 million a year. So, I mean, that, that really killed him, too.
2: Uh, but I, I haven't looked. Is uh, Harden getting beat up or around the uh country today? I because think most people disappeared in the second half.
3: Because of the Paul injury. Yeah uh-huh. don't you think? Yeah. And I, I I think there are probably more people that are ripping on Dan Tony, maybe even ripping his system because of all the threes that they took. And that they didn't really make any adjustments, but uh, I,
2: I I still think there's no adjustments to make without Paul in a
3: court. Right. I mean, because if you don't have Chris Paul that can do all the things in the mid range area and add some versatility to your offense, then you're gonna you're and if you have if you combine that with a bad shooting night like they had, then you got you got no shot. Are they going to be able to afford him? Chris because
1: Paul? I mean, well, they have his bird rights, but for so one, to he's go over the cap to keep him. gonna be thirty three, and no. you're
2: gonna give him a five year max deal. Yeah,
3: no. NBA I mean, that's that got to think about.
2: Well, uh I say twenty five feet. Move it back to twenty five feet. Maybe they won't take as many and they'll try to make some basketball but, plays instead of this nonsense.
3: But you know what's gonna happen. It's but, not gonna change anything for Golden State. No, but, but at least it, at least 25, 26 yeah, feet. Anyway. But you're not gonna you're not and gonna make as regularity. many
2: you're not gonna make as many from twenty six feet as you do from twenty four feet. That's I don't think. You gotta do something. Either that or outlaw Bobby Knight and I, the only thing we've ever agreed on, the three-pointer sucks. That and your opinion. love for Sid. Yeah, well, we do uh, We do agree on that. <laughs> my, my love for Sid was reinforced when I saw Donald Trump, as I said earlier today, paying tribute to himself yeah. as he's honoring the dead soldiers that have served for this country through all the wars. That's that's, that's that's a Sid eulogy right there, baby. That is a Sid eulogy. I was going to tweet that, too, but then somebody might bring it to his attention and he'd get mad at me. If I say it on the radio, I can get away with it. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, be uh, back uh, with a uh, Chris Reaver's sports update. And then Chip Scoggins, uh, Star Tribune Sports columnist, and 503 Tom Kelly. Johnny Height taking a few random days off here as uh, Chris Reavers with a sports update.
1: Thank you, Patrick, and this report is sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term and (laughs) or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps, salary professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps is a Robert Half Company. The Gopher baseball team won the Big Ten regular season title and the conference tournament, and will now host the first round regional of the NCAA tournament. They will take on Canisius at 7 p.m. at Siebert Field this Friday. UCLA will take on Gonzaga before that matchup at 1 p.m. It's a double elimination tournament that will feature two more games on Sunday, and then two on Sunday if the two if there are two teams left with one loss Sunday, then a winner take all regional championship will be played on Monday. The region champion advances to one of the eight best of three super regionals the next weekend. Those eight winners will make up the field for the College World Series. I think in the Omaha. Gophers
2: played UCLA earlier this year and got pounded, didn't they? Was that like in a that? tournament or what? Where? I think it might have been at the Dome. There did they? Is did that the they, DQ class? I'm not sure, but oh. UCLA beat them bad.
3: But gotcha. That doesn't mean anything. It no. was it was pretty cool watching the Gophers win the Big Ten championship and you know the players are going yeah. crazy and then then they show coach anderson he's just kind of just kind of <laughs> yeah, wildly they watching get her, out, they, they, and, and
2: they buck water bucketed him when he was doing the oh, big 10 uh, interview so that was pretty good
1: <laughs> in her first grand slam match in nearly 16 months serena williams defeated christina Pliskova in the first round of the french open today much has changed in Williams' life since she last played on one of the game's biggest stages, winning the 2017 Australian Open. She is now married and the mother of an infant daughter. Ranked number one when she left the game, she arrived as an unseeded player after playing only four singles matches on tour this season. After losing to her sister Venus in the third round at the BNP is it Paribas Open, and to Naomi Osaki in the first run of the Miami Open earlier this year, Williams chose to focus on training instead of playing more tournaments. She traveled to southern France in April with her daughter Olympia in in uh, to train at the academy operated by her coach, Patrick.
2: How did you like the uni she was wearing, man? It looked like a scuba suit. She yeah, had the that, Terrell uh, Owens like it's body the, the armor body uh, suit. It was fantastic.
1: It's worth your time, Kenny, because I know you're giving uh, me that look. I know. I've... I've been rendered speechless. <laughs> I, I, uh, Kenny's I, in love. Wow! I, uh, oh, I, I
3: feel you, Kenny. I feel oh you. Showing,
2: uh, t- t- showing <laughs> pretty much all she's got to offer there, doesn't it? Uh, and it's so much.
3: <laughs> yes, right, in all is. the
2: right <laughs> spots. That's oh. Right. Oh,
3: that's
2: I mean, right. where's my heart? But Madison? how would you like to be a? Se- how would you like to be a seated player? and say, okay, you get to play right. unseated Serena, Serena Williams, Williams in the first round, and now she's going to hit a ball right through you. <laughs> Boom.
1: Yeah. So. Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson will not be suspended for his controversial if Serena hit.
2: comes into the Krabby Coffee Shop, we will give her yeah, steamed no, she, Whatever <laughs>
4: you want. Yeah. No,
2: no,
1: Kenny will no, drive no. to the store to go get it. Serena
4: <laughs> is the reason the word oof was invented. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson will not be suspended for this controversial hit. Nice little cheap shot
2: at middle ice. That's what hockey's all about.
1: In the third period of Game One of the Stanley Cup Final, the NHL Department of Player Safety told ESPN today, with the score tied four-four, Wilson laid out Knights winger Jonathan March assault with an open ice hit after the Knights forward had already moved the puck up the ice. Uh, the, the Knights' leading scorer in the playoffs remained on the ice after the hit and then entered the NHL concussion protocol. He later returned to the game uh, rather than a major penalty. Wilson was given two minutes for interference. <laughs> Vegas winger David Damn Perrin. There, them, but that's okay. I was also given a two-minute minor. What, what for- was
2: their explanation for not suspending it?
1: did they say? Well, the Department of Player Safety told ESPN that there were a few factors that kept the Wilson hit from rising to the level of suspension.
2: <laughs> no, in other words, no, the guy wasn't paralyzed, so okay, we didn't have to suspend him. First,
1: but. though, they said the hit was shoulder to shoulder rather than a hit to the head. Okay, That's who's, the explanation. Who's in they charge right. of that
3: department Is now? It Brendan Shannon? <laughs> I was going to ask know. if it was still him. I don't know. Uh, Stevie it's Wonder. not Judge Zolgan because he went on a tirade <laughs> earlier today about Stevie why he Wonder. should.
2: All right, we'll be be back thank you chip scoggin star tribune sports columnist uh the uh major uh enterprises at the university of minnesota didn't have a particularly good year but uh, boy the secondary sports are uh, doing extremely well this year the non-revs and baseball is the
4: latest of those chip yeah, and it's uh, I think Pat going into the last couple weeks they have a thing in college called the <clears throat> excuse me the Sears Cup and that basically is athletic departments as a whole not just football basketball but how each athletic part all sports fare uh, and I, I believe uh, the Gophers were sitting eighth nationally um, as of a couple weeks ago so that, that tells you they have a pretty good broad base. Uh, program. Obviously, the, the the flagship sports, uh, didn't have a very good year, but these, the non revs did. And, and obviously baseball and what John Anderson has done there pretty consistently, um, the last however many years. Um, it, it's amazing I mean, when you look at how, we only talk about how difficult it is. To, uh, to recruit in football to Minnesota because of the weather and yeah. all that. Imagine trying to recruit baseball to this weather. <laughs> it can't be easy. If you're a good baseball player, you probably want to go in the south. And so he's done a pretty remarkable job in his career in fielding a competitive program.
2: And uh, one of their uh, the things they had going for years was they had the Metrodome; They could play baseball games there in February. And uh then they were able to get back into the new dome for a few games the last two years. Next year again they can't get in there, so they'll start the whole year on the road again because uh, next year they're getting it ready for the for the final four, so they can't they can't get in there. But uh this is a pretty dang good club and uh the 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 lineup 1 to 9 it's not extremely powerful, but they got a lot of people who get on base and Taron Vavra is a hell of a hitter. Uh, and uh, but the, the, what they really do is uh, play in the field. Man, alive! They're good. Yeah. Defen- they're good defensively.
4: Well, that's what John has said about this team: is they they pitch it and they catch it, and yeah. and, um, and that's sort of been their their mo. And they've done a good job of recruiting. Look at the Fredrickson kid out of Washington yes. State; he's what nine and O with a one something ERA. And then you get Max Meyer from uh, Woodbury, who's just a sensational uh, close. Club- so um, that's that's if they're going to advance, uh, and I think I saw a stat Pat, that, or someone sent me a stat that it was sixty something percent of teams that host a regional uh, in the last five years advance. Yeah. So this was a big deal. This was important, uh, and they earned it. This was important for them to be able to get that regional to to give them a shot to advance. Now, I think the last. Cold weather team to, to win a, a baseball national title was Ohio State in the what sixties or whatever. So. Ohio State That's
2: about a, two years after the Gophers won their last right. one. So yeah,
4: I don't think anybody has any preconceived uh, notions that they're going to go win the national title. But this is a it's a huge step for them to be able to host a regional for the first time since two thousand.
2: Yes and uh, uh Canisius is the opponent they're the uh the champion of uh of one of the the minor leagues out there UCLA is the team to uh, worry about here but yes. if you haven't been to Siebert Field lately uh, folks it's a beautiful little boutique uh, uh ballpark uh, they did a good job with it and uh, if you can find a parking spot more power to you
4: well, it's, that's uh, the issue with, with hosting, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of cars circling the neighborhood trying to figure out where,
2: where yeah. you're supposed to park. There's if park if, if you see the lights for the ballpark, don't let that bother you. You're not anywhere <laughs> near where your parking spot's going to be unless you get there at dawn. Uh, well, it, that's
4: the it, thing. Yeah, sometimes when I go over there just for football practice on a regular, you know, Thankfully, there's probably going to be, uh, in a weekend, there'll be more spots, but if I go over there on, during a the week to try to go to football practice, it, it, parking there is not good. Um and so you wonder how much of that factored into their decision with the bid, um and, and you know, how much Really, the capacity of that uh, stadium is what two thousand? Is that what they're yeah, they can, there?
2: I think it's kind of a place they could just keep letting people come in if they want to to <laughs> stand up <laughs> yeah. and sit down, but uh, sta seating room. I don't think is a much over a thousand. So no,
4: you know. and, and the thing is, they probably couldn't put any of the three teams here that travel well. I wouldn't think right no. if you did that, you'd have a real problem. Yeah. So they, I don't think they're, they put any teams here that are going to bring a, a large contingent of fans. So. Uh, but it should be a fun atmosphere there this weekend. I mean, I mean, this is a a fun team, a good a good group. Uh, Seems like they're pretty tight. And Anderson, you know, he just runs such a heck of a program that hopefully they get a good uh, good crowd support out there this weekend. Hey, Chip, I uh, I just read
2: that uh, or saw a tweet that one of the best-selling Las Vegas Knights jersey is Clayton Stoner's even though Stoner hasn't played a game all year because he's been injured, never played for them. But apparently the people in Vegas like walking around with a jersey that says Stoner on the back of them.
4: <laughs> it makes sense in that market, I guess. Um, what a story, though. Huh? Oh, well, it's, cow, I mean, they're good. They're,
2: you know, there's no other explanation. And by the way, Craig Leopold assured us uh, at uh, the introduction of his uh, new general manager that he would make sure the rules weren't as favorable to the expansion team next time with Seattle, did you see Bettman's quote today? What was it? We're gonna have the exact same rules <laughs> for Seattle. That's why they're hey. giving us six fifty and we here's the good you. part. if it happens before two thousand twenty or if two thousand twenty or earlier. Then Las Vegas
4: doesn't have to give up any players. Oh my goodness! Yes. Well, you know, Finn talked about that at the uh, at his introductory press conference off to off to the side. He said Nashville is already starting to prepare for that because it's when you're starting to look at your contracts and and how you doing for players now. You got to factor in down the road that how you're going to handle that expansion draft. And that's the thing, and, and Batman's right. If you're willing to give that kind of money, yep. you're going to allow that team to have a good, kind of their pick of the players. And, um, you know, this is not like a true expansion team, but nobody thought this was going to happen, right? I don't know what the odds were, but nobody was expecting this this team to even be a playoff team. But they got good players. Eric Collins well, is a good man. player. You know, so so they, they it wasn't like they were, Getting a bunch of nobody, they got established players, and so, but when they're putting up that kind of money, they're going to get a, a quality roster.
2: Everybody uh, now is saying that basically next time you will just lose a player, you will not try to make some deal that uh, you, so they get tuck and holla instead of just yeah. losing one player. You know
4: is that? Yeah, that, I'm sure the the teams obviously would be more. Up for that and having to, you know, but but the, te- the.
2: the teams brought this on themselves by making exactly. all
4: these trades. They
2: they brought it on themselves, you know. Down in Tampa, they they basically gave him this French kid, Marcia Saw and Smith, to save one player instead one play, of just yeah. losing one guy. You know, so.
4: Well, and Chuck Fletcher did that too. I mean, yes, he right. Be willing to deal to keep the the guys he kept, but again, um, you know that's. When you're cashing those checks that they put in for the uh, for the fee to get into the league, uh, there had to be some give and take, and so I, I would be surprised if they, you know, that that seems like a pretty good compromise. Just have to protect one player. Yeah. Um, but it, in saying that, you're still probably going to no, let go of over pretty. No, but pretty yeah, good but players. I mean,
2: I'd rather lose one player than you know. That's oh, what that's it, what now. Nashville did. They just let them take James Neal and said, okay, yeah. he's a good player, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna give him two of our good players. Hey, Chip, uh, I've been making a big deal of this stat. The last two nights, Celtics, Cavs, Rockets, twenty three out of one hundred eighteen on threes. Uh, mm-hmm. I. I hate three point basketball. I I I do not like the what it has done to the game.
4: Well, you know what I hate more than three point basketball, which I, I don't mind the three point. I hate the ISO. It, yes, it's, it's it's painful to watch. You watch the Rockets, and this is what it is: dribble, 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 long three pointer, and it's just that every every time down the court. there's a uh, I forgot what game it was. I was watching with my boys, and I decided I was going to count how many times um they dribbled. And uh, it was it was like 17 times uh, Harden yep. was out front. He dribbled the ball 17 times before he went and, and then he had a turnover. The isolation basketball, is just it, it, it drives me crazy. And then, you know, you throw on top of that where a team like the Rockets, they had no plan B. No, once, Eric, Paul, Eric one Gordon, Paul,
2: once Paul got Eric hurt.
4: Twice, yeah, Eric Gordon twice put his head down and drove. But other than that, they had no plan B. If they couldn't make threes, there was nothing else they could do and so it's amazing that an nba team could miss 27 straight threes i mean yeah. so it's impossible <laughs> you think you would just by accident bank one in and well so, and yeah, uh, it's, as
2: the number increased the so did the short arm on the jump shots i mean it was yeah. uh, it was terrible but uh it's, it's everybody thought it was an open up the court uh, beautiful game and to me it, it's taken a lot, it's taken so much away from the game the three
4: well the problem is everybody thinks there's Steph Curry or, or, or Durant or even yeah. Harden when he's hot, but you know there's so many guys that can't shoot threes that still do it. And so, unfortunately, I don't know. I think that's – I don't know that's it's going to change, Pat. I don't no, think we're going I don't back it will. to mid-range jumpers. I mean, this is I, – I go to a lot of youth games because my boys in high school, that's what they do. Every mm-hmm. kid wants to crank up three-pointers. And so the game has just trickled down, and this is what it is. And I I don't think it's going to go back. And so you have some – some nights like that where it's just painful to watch where teams can't shoot but they keep firing them up there
2: alright Chip Dave thanks for your time sir thank you Patrick alright Chip Skaggin Star Sports Sportscom as we shall return
1: quiet please we'll be on
0: the air and now Mally sent me two tickets for the opening game of the baseball season here in Los Angeles. And what seats? Right behind the home plate. I just wish they told me they'd move to a new ballpark. I thought the game was a little duller than usual. The Los Angeles Dodgers have a new baseball stadium. It isn't exactly a stadium. They just took a tuck in the freeway and added seats. In the world. If you don't like the ball game, there's a little knob in your seat. You can switch the whole thing to wagon train. <laughs> That's a modern stadium. They have private dining rooms, private bars, and private washrooms. I had a wonderful time there last week. I ate, got stoned, and had a shower. <laughs> Next week I'm going back to watch the ball game. <laughs> the stadium is so modern they may be pampering the Dodgers too much. Last week, Maury Wills refused to slide in the second because the bag wasn't heated. <laughs>
2: Uh, that is a little lesson in America in addition to a Bob Hope skit because in 1962 when Dodger Stadium opened at Chavez Ravine, it is considered a, just an absolute modern uh, uh, miracle. And, of course, uh, all these years later, things have changed a lot. But that is Bob Hope uh, doing a just a comedy monologue in 1962 on one of his shows on May 29th, 2003 – on this day in history 15 years ago, Bob Hope celebrated his 100th birthday. and this time he was he was still alive. It was not yeah and he's hundred. he died two months later. but 35 states uh, declared it Bob Hope Day on this day in 2003. and in Hollywood city officials renamed the intersection of Hollywood and Vine as Bob Hope uh, Hollywood Law Walk of Fame, Bob Hope's Square. Uh, of course, uh, famous for his uh, movies with Bing Crosby, his show, all the other stuff, and his USO trips to uh, uh, various, uh, you know, during Korean War and the uh, the uh, Vietnam War, of and, course.
3: And you know what that clip shows, too, Pat, that even to this day, his comedy still holds up pretty <laughs> yeah. good.
2: Yes, it does. He could deliver the one-liners and also hosted the uh, Academy Awards 18 times.